But from a Winnipeg standpoint, do you feel this team needs to augment at all? You already have the number one team in the NHL. What could you possibly look to add? Unless I'm wrong on that. Overall, I don't think you tinker with a lot of it. Uh, I think right now, if you're Rick Bonus and Scott Arneal and Brad Lauer and that entire organization, I don't think Kevin Cheveldayoff wants to tinker with too much because it's not broken. This is the Rod Peterson Show. And we're off. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody, on a Tuesday, right? It's episode number 1159 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. It's Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show. In America, we're one of them. And we're coming at you live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio down there in Hotlanta, and on the streams. I see everybody checking in already on the streaming. We'll get to their comments, maybe, hopefully, here in the warm-up. Uh, the guests, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm excited about them. J.P. McCann and Paul O'Reilly joining us from the Irish Open. You're not going to want to miss this. We're looking forward to it. That's in hour one. And in hour two, five-time Alberta women's curling champion, Olympic bronze medalist from curling Alberta, the great Shannon Clybrink. Speaking of great, let's bring in Moose. He is back in the rectangle. You'd never know because he very craftily... His background's the same almost every day, but he's back on a curling duty in Saskatchewan. Do we have the moose, or did we lose him? Or did you lose me? There he is. Hey, moose, listen, I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you for a weather report or anything. I told you I was going to talk to you before the show. We didn't get a chance to do that, so I'll talk to you now. You watch Get Up, right, on ESPN quite yeah. a bit with host Mike Greenberg. I just went for a half-hour walk around here, and I'll say this to our Canadian, Canadian audience that's in the uh, deep freeze. Don't hate me. Don't hate me because I'm be beautiful, okay? But it's 27 Celsius. I went for a half-hour walk in the neighborhood before we came to air, and I was listening to Mike Greenberg. He's got a radio show on ESPN. So in the morning, he does two hours on television. And I sat there, and I've been watching the show for quite a while, going, what is it about Mike Greenberg? They just love him at ESPN, but he doesn't say anything. He just sits there and directs traffic between Swagoo and, you know, all the, all the guys, Ryan Clark and that. Uh, talented, yes. And we know that he's a Jets fan, New York Jets. But then listening to his radio show, totally different guy. I was... LOLing, laughing out loud, belly laughs in the neighborhood, listening to his stories about inadvertently climbing onto a treadmill beside Bill Belichick at the Waldorf Astoria in New York and stuff like this. It just showed me how people can be miscast. Not that he's miscast as the host of Get Up, but he's, he's awesome on the radio, man. Not every, you know, it just, he's a different guy than I thought. Do you think there's anybody out there that's different than what you see on television or radio? Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of funny. Um, the guys, and, and I don't know if he'd be different in real life as opposed to on air, but yeah, like the radio side, and I, you know, I don't get to listen to his radio show very often. I've heard it, you know, a couple of times here and there. But as you know, as you talked about, watch Get Up all the time. I think that's a chance for him to let loose, you know, and just be free and go for a couple of hours. And, you know, I think the TV stuff, as much as it looks unstructured, lot more structured than that he gets to be on radio so that's kind of wow. cool and probably it's probably why he does it for so long during the days because he gets that chance to just let loose and have fun i know how structured it is because i work in the business i'm sure to the untrained eye they wouldn't but i'm like i'm enjoying the stories 
He's got a million. I got a million. That's kind of what I want to be. And that's why I, it dawned on me this morning as I was walking around the neighborhood why chasing a play-by-play -play gig isn't really what I want anymore because it, 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 it morphed. It changed in my time from having some personality, calling the games and hosting the shows to just call the game. We don't want your opinion. We don't want anything but just call what's going on in the field or on the ice. And I'm, but I have opinions. And I have stories. We don't want you to tell them. Just call the game. Uh, no, that's not me. You know, and that's why this is so much more fun. And I got it. It just dawned on me this morning. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And uh, we'll quit Mickey Mouse. I do, I do want to say one thing, though. It's not till point five in our quick six show topics, and I can't wait till then. Our poll question tonight pertains to tonight's NHL matchup in Edmonton, where the Edmonton Oilers are home to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And why is my computer screen frozen? I don't know, but it has. So trust me, our poll is brought to you by Key Auto Group. I was going to do a nice little uh, read for Key Auto Group, but maybe, maybe instead of being frozen, my screen's burnt up. I don't know. But the question is, is this a Stanley Cup final preview tonight, Oilers and Leafs? And while I voted yes, I do kind of get tired of being this fish swimming upstream, but I've also, I'm used to it. Like 82% of people say, no, it's not a Stanley Cup final preview tonight, the Oilers and the Leafs. And I'm like, well, I kind of think that it might be. And I get a real, okay, so I said yes. What are you voting? I'm going to vote no just because, um, I don't like to put that in the universe as a Toronto fan, right? With my team. I don't want to get the cart ahead of the horse. But you know what? Um, I'm definitely open to the idea that this could be. Like, when you look at a few games, this is, ap like, ap what do you want to say? Appropriately hyped apropos. as a potential. Apropos, yes. Uh, it's appropriately hyped as a potential Stanley Cup preview. Is it the de facto one? Maybe not. But I don't know that I could give you a de facto one. So anytime you have one of these, you know, half a dozen teams that are serious contenders playing each other, it absolutely is. So his answer is no, everybody. Why use one word when you could use 200? <laughs> but I'll tell you this about Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. I enjoy the kibitzing with the audience. So Pat in Winnipeg wrote me, and she, we don't usually see eye to eye. We really didn't back in the day because she's a Bomber fan and I was the Ryder guy. Thankfully, that's not the case anymore. But she wrote me on Twitter and said, do you have air on the planet you're on? <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly she thinks the Winnipeg Jets are going to be in the Stanley Cup final. But, I, but I'm sorry to the Jets fans because they're winning now, so they're excited as opposed to the other half where they want to fire everybody. You've never won a Stanley Cup ever. So until you do, I'm not going to, I don't think, take you seriously as a contender. I know there will always be a first time, but there's that. I got more, but let's move on. Can you hit the quick six show horn again, please, Jordan, just to see if he's awake. See if he's paying attention. Hey! Yes. He is. So, the big story is this. 
Baker Mayfield threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns in Tampa Bay, upset the Philadelphia Eagles 32-9 in an NFC wildcard game on Monday Night Football before 64,000 fans at Raymond James Stadium. The Bucks won for the sixth time in seven games to advance. You want to hear a story? Did I ever tell you this one? We were climbing the ramps at the stadium in Tampa Bay. Did I ever tell you this? I was hosting that sports trip back in 2013. And Jason White, you know Whiter, he was a little behind me. It was about noon. He'd had a couple of drinks. And the public address announcer says, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Raymond James Stadium. Whiter's got his glasses like this. He's did he just say Graham James Stadium? Oh, no. no. Raymond James Stadium. The Bucks won for the sixth time in seven games to advance to an NFC divisional round matchup on the road next Sunday against the Detroit Lions. And let's just throw this in for the Bills fans. We got a lot of them watching in the East. Josh Allen threw three touchdown passes and scored in a franchise playoff record 52-yard touchdown run as Buffalo beat Pittsburgh 31-17 in an AFC wildcard game that was postponed a day and a half due to two feet of snow in the Buffalo area. So. I'm very happy for my guy, Baker Mayfield. What did I say to Reinbold yesterday? Don't ever bet against Baker. And for you people, and I kind of think you're one of them, Darren, the fantasy football geeks, the analytics guys, they do not measure heart. And Baker Mayfield, now with Tom Brady gone, Baker probably is my favorite quarterback in the NFL. And dang sure ain't Dak Prescott. So we're going to get to this weekend's upcoming divisional playoff games and our thoughts on those. But what did you think of Monday Night Football? I thought it was awesome. You know, um, two great games. I mean, I, I know for the most part, outside of the Lions and Rams in, in the four games or the six games, not a lot of close games, but still can be good games. And Baker's interesting because... It's not often you can be a first overall pick and be, you know, an underdog or be a great story <laughs> like that, right? But he is that. Jared Goff is the same way, right? Kind of overlooked, cast away, counted out, and then you win. And, you know, Tom Brady, always good. Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, always good, right? Mahomes, usually good. Um, Baker hasn't always been good, but when he is feeling it, and has the mojo going. He throws a great football. Um, he is smart. He plays well. And they are hard to stop. And so he was feeling it last night. And if he gets on a roll like this, Tampa's going to be a really tough out. Um, man, that was fun to watch. And the Eagles just continued the implosion. Um, there's left scratch in their head. But that, the game should be all about Baker. Baker did what he had to do. Uh, John Ohm. Um, writing in from Winnipeg says, if either the orders or Leafs are in the Stanley Cup final, I'll buy you lunch and dinner, Rod. Hot damn. Can we go to Hooters twice? Can we go to Hooters twice? On Milt Stiegel Way in the same day? I think I've done it before. Um, I, I, I want to move on to the National Hockey League because we are a Canadian show anchored on Game Plus television out of Toronto, so I want to get to the NHL, although I guess we kind of did open with that, uh, with the poll. But here's the thing about the Dallas Cowboys. We, we could talk about this all winter if we want, but the Cowboys are a soft team. And that's why I'm... I just get angry because during the game, I'm in Twitter fights with other Cowboys fans on Sunday. I'm not going to name them Dallas. They, 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 they tear their fan base apart. They're a soft team. You don't want to cheer for a soft team. You want to cheer for a tough team. 
And I feel like Mike Vrabel could come in and make the Cowboys tough. I don't know if they're going to fire Mike McCarthy or not. I, day ain't over yet, but would Vrabel do it? He coached your Titans for a while and got fired. Do you think he could toughen them up? Yeah, I really do. You know, Vrabel came in and created an identity and a culture, and it was a culture and an identity that people wanted to be a part of. Um, when he went to coach in the, uh, the, uh, the Pro Bowl, players just loved playing for him. Even the Titans players liked, still wanted love playing for him, and they were mostly shocked. You know, I think he was a big reason DeAndre Hopkins came to Nashville. Um, so I think that's a big reason. You know, Derrick Henry was drafted, but he loved playing for Vrabel, and they created that defense-first, tough, the culture, the buy-in, um, pretty similar to Dan Campbell, what he's done in Detroit. So, yeah, I think he could do that. And, he, you know, bring in the right offensive guy to play with all those stars, I think he'll be okay. By the way, J.P. McCann and Paul O'Reilly coming up from the Irish Open Poker Tournament and Shannon Clybrink of Curling, Alberta. They're our guests today. You mentioned Dan Campbell, and I'm sorry to stay on this football topic, but I saw a point today about Dan Campbell checking the receipts. The football gods straighten things out. Serena says that about hockey gods. She goes, they'll always straighten it out. It'll always come back together in the end. The right thing will happen in the end because of the gods, the football gods, hockey gods. They're saying, remember Dan Campbell, they got screwed in Dallas on the who is eligible tight end play, the big body play. Well, football, who's still playing and who ain't? The football gods got it right. That's a topic for a whole other day, but I love that topic. Moving, and we can also today talk about uh, incidents where the hockey gods and football gods have got it right, because I got a million stories where they have. But to the NHL, and now it's already the afternoon out here in the Eastern time zone, but I'll say this from Monday's Martin Luther King, couple of highlights from the day. Here, the Ducks beat the Panthers 5-4 in overtime. <laughs> I went into the Panthers fan group on Facebook. You know that meme of the little, little kid who enters the room and goes, whoop, turns around, walks back out? <laughs> that was me going into the Panthers fan Facebook group. Uh, nope, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. Bye. Philadelphia beat St. Louis 4-2 for their fourth straight win, and I picked the Blues to win. But the thing that stuck with me from Monday was Columbus beating Vancouver in a shootout, 4-3. Elvis, it snapped a five-game slide, and Elvis Merzlikens drew the ire of Farhan Lalji of TSN. Did you see this? Farhan thought he celebrated the goalie for Columbus a little too lustily in the win. And I'm like, I'm fairly confident in saying this because uh, Farhan and I have been friends since the 90s, a very long time. Can you try to be a little less of a homer, Farhan, please? They're the worst team in the league, for sure the division, celebrating a win over the number two team in the league. I've seen Columbus play. They're terrible. They're awful. So if you're in Elvis's skates, I get it. You know, pumping his fist, going wild. What's wrong with that? Farhan said it was a little over the top. <laughs> Am I wrong on that or, or what? What do you think? I saw it. I saw it. And... Um... You know, there's that saying, act like you've been there, and this is the reason you're at the bottom because, you know, th these wins are the biggest thing in your season, and it's only January. But you know what? They're not going to have many big wins. They're not going to play in a lot of big games this year. It's just not going to happen. Elvis Merzlikens might not even finish the season in Columbus. So when you get a chance to, you know, have those moments when they're not going to come throughout the year, Vancouver's going to have moments. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to 
be in big games. They're going to have chances to celebrate. Uh, Columbus isn't. So this is it. You know, these are your chances to celebrate. And that's a big game for them. Make them all feel good. We play the game to have fun. So let's have fun. I'm okay with them <laughs> celebrating like that. Have fun. Who's he hurting? Nobody. Again, try to be a little less of a homer, Farhan. One text before we break. Brian in Hudson's Bay, the home of Trent Yanni, Glenn Gullitson, and Craig Adam. The moose capital of the world. Brian writes in and says, I'm not a Jets fan, but you said Jets have never won a Stanley Cup. True, but some would say in our era, anyways, neither have the Leafs. Looking forward to another great show. I'm jumping on the Texans bandwagon. Cool. Danny Barrett, assistant head coach. How did that happen? Love Danny. Happy for him. We'll explain that later. And that's a very wonderful segue, Brian because we'll get to the CFL news when we come back, plus this weekend's upcoming NFL Divisional Games, NHL Tonight. Just be you and have fun, because that's what we do here every day. And we'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It'll always be Twitter to me and a... Sponsor mentioned the Telemiracle 5050 online raffle is live now. And all you got to do is get your tickets at telemiracle5050.com. You only got to be 18 years of age or over, which studies show 99% of our audience is. And physically in the province of Saskatchewan to buy your tickets. We'll be selling them until February 23rd. All proceeds go to Telemiracle 48, Saskatchewan's charity, helping people every day. Please help us out and... Uh, Help us get our to our modest fundraising goals. Let's bring the moose back in, and I promised that I would get to the CFL news in a second because we are Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show. But I'll say this. David in Winnipeg writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. David in Winnipeg says, good morning, RP show. People like to use the elite tag for quarterbacks like has been done with Dak Prescott possibly being close to earning it. He doesn't 
seem to have what it takes in the big games more often than not. I agree. Baker Mayfield has elite heart and moxie. Great weekend for the NFL. Go Niners. Uh, it is, but if you notice, five of the six games, the uh, margin of victory was double digits. They weren't close games, including both on Monday. Um, but I'll say this about Dak. I mean, I, I'll cheer whoever the hell for whoever the hell I want. Because the Cowboys fans get up me for threatening to go cheer for other teams. And the thing about Dak Prescott, Darren, is this. You played and coached football. When the game is on the line, he's throwing uncatchable passes. Did you watch the end of the game with a couple minutes to go? They got it down in the red zone. He's throwing it into the first row. That's not even giving your team a chance to win. Where over on the other side, you've got Jordan Love having a perfect quarterback rating in his first ever playoff game. I've said it for a long time. When the game is in Dak's hands, you got a minute to go, maybe two minutes to go, and the chance to win a game. These are regular season games. He doesn't have, I don't think, any game-winning drives. We count these things. You know what I mean? So, anyways, uh, that's my rant. Thoughts before I move on? Yeah, everybody wants to go gaga goo goo over numbers, right? Quarterback numbers. And Dak has a lot of them, especially in the regular season. And I'm not going to I'm going I'm going to I'm going to compare Dak Prescott to Vince Young, but I'm not going to. At the same time, I'm not actually being like super serious, but you know, Dak puts up all these regular season numbers, you know, really great, commands the big contract, and when the game is on the line and matters, folds, right? Vince Young was the opposite, and he ended up, you know, getting pushed out of Tennessee. He never put up great numbers. He didn't have strong completion percentages or fancy numbers. But when the game was on the line in the fourth quarter, even in the National Football League, he led so many game-winning drives and had that ability to rise to the moment. We saw it in Texas. We saw it in Tennessee. Didn't see it in Philadelphia and everywhere else. But some guys have that. Tom Brady has that ability to rise to the moment. Obviously, we saw that so many times. Patrick Mahomes, right? Dak, we've never seen that. You know, down by a score, and you've never felt nervous on the other side. You felt nervous if you're a Cowboy fan, right? And you need a quarterback where you feel confident being like, uh-oh, 35 seconds, they left too much time on the clock for him. We've never said that about Dak. No, and I... You got Troy Aikman sitting there endorsing Dak, thinks he's all that. So I, I try, I've tried. Troy, how do you explain what happened on Sunday? You can't. It's the eyeball test. Stop gaslighting me. And by the way, I'll just say this. The word in the football community of which... One text or call, and I'm in it up to my eyeballs here in South Florida. The word is that the Cowboys' job, when it comes open, is not one that you want. Because this is what they say in the football world. I don't know what it's like in the outside world. I've never been outside of sports. I don't really ever want to be outside of sports. But they say there's good jobs and there's bad jobs. And there's just jobs. Dallas is a bad job. Somebody will take it. There will always be somebody to take a bad job or just a job. But, and why is that? Do you, do you want to know? Because of Jerry Jones. You're going to have a meddling owner and GM, which, by the way, is the same guy. It's looked upon as a bad job. And I'll be honest, again, 
little light greeny as we open this show. This is what sets this show apart from the others. Somebody wrote in to our Facebook page and said, how is this Jerry Jones' fault? And he wasn't even being a jerk about it. He's like, explain to me how Dallas losing on Sunday is a 70, an 80-year-old man's fault. And I'm like, I can see how you wouldn't get that. But let me just speak about all, uh, culture and meddling owners and bad GMs. The hockey team that I was with for 19, well, I was with them for 15 years. They owned the team for 19 years. We won one playoff round in the 15 years I was with the team. Overall, I think one round of playoffs in 19 years. They eventually sold the team, and within two years, they're in the league final. And you got to win three series to get there. The new coach and GM and ownership won three series in two years. All of them came in one year. And the Prast ownership only won one in 19. It's a culture thing. It's a meddling thing. It's people telling you what to do in your job. Now, stop. Triggered! <laughs> but here's me, as I've told you before. Yeah. What? What? No, you're right. You were completely right about meddling owners. You know, Jerry Jones loves Dak Prescott, wants to pay Dak Prescott. So if you're a coach coming into that job and you're like, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of pieces here. We just need another quarterback. Well, you're not getting one because Jerry loves Dak. You know, there's no working together. Yeah. We saw a video in the, in the Detroit Lions locker room of Dan Campbell holding up the game ball, bringing in the GM and saying, this man understands. We have a same vision. We're in lockstep. He made the draft picks. You know, we know each other. He, we're on the same page. He gave him the game ball. You know, Jerry's not coming in there having the coach. He's saying to Mike McCarthy or Jason Garrett, get out. I want to talk to the team. You know, they're not together. It's clearly Jerry's the boss and the coach is the employee. It's not a co-working relationship. Allie in Texarkana writes in and she says, I would never want to work for Jerry. He wants to be in the spotlight not the team oh he's so far in it just deep in it that he never gonna see the light of day and that's why it's a bad job and one of those cowboys friend uh, friends and fans i was referencing earlier has texted me and he said on this we can agree jerry jones is the problem and he's a cowboys fan so that's the point is what that's why you should know that's why I'm considering just giving up on the team because it ain't ever going to change as long as Jerry owns the team and is running the team. And as long as he owns the team, he's going to run the team. Kevin in Kevin the Medium checks in and says, all one needs to do is look at the Flames dysfunction and to see what meddling owners do. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. <laughs> I'm sure there's a scarlet letter on me. Don't hire that Peterson guy, which, by the way, I don't care because I had one of those meddling owners in my face telling me what to do and what to say and what to write. And, of course, I shot back after years of it, and I said, you don't even know how to do your own job. Who are you to tell me how to do mine? Get out of my face. Didn't last a lot longer after that. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Toronto Argonauts have reached an agreement with Edmonton to send Canadian wide receiver Curly Gittens Jr. in a 2024 seventh-round draft pick to the Elks in exchange for American D-lineman Jake Ceresna and a negotiation uh, player. Jake's been on this show. The trade makes no sense to me, and I'm sitting here going... I'm still following the Canadian Football League very closely, but I'm like, Jake, I had to look up Jake Ceresno. I'm like, this guy is a stud. He's a baller. 
two-time defensive player of the year for the Elks, the last two years. All-star coming off his best season ever. And he's traded to Toronto. And I know that Curly Gittens, which is the greatest name in all of football, is, uh, is all that in Toronto too. But I'm like, what? it makes no sense other than it looks like maybe Chris Jones has gone shopping for his new quarterback. McLeod, what do you need? I'll try and get it for you. Curly Gittens. Okay, we'll get him. <laughs> but we're going to give up our best player. Because they've been so bad for the last two years, Darren, Jones is going to have, he's got a lot to prove here. These erratic moves, I'm sure Elks fans are getting tired of them. Yeah, and I'm sure there's salary issues that play into this. You know, players do bonuses. I don't know the exact situation with, uh, with Jake Serezna's contract, or Curly Gittens for that matter, uh, coming ahead of free agency. But that would play a factor in it, and sometimes... You know, when you want something, you got to give up something. You know, you need to find a, a way to get good Canadian talent. Usually it comes in the form of, you know, offensive linemen or great receivers um, in the league. So there's an opportunity to get one. You got to give up a great player. Toronto, I believe, my, like, you know, I don't think there was a real shortage of offensive weapons in Toronto. So where was there a surplus? Probably in the receiving core. Um, you know, you get some help on that defensive line. Um, I, I think it could be a win-win for both, but it's a bit of a head-scratcher. I see the broadcasters for the Elks, two dear friends of mine, defending the trade, which have, that's their job. Um, and they're saying it's a need filled by both teams. And if that's the case, great. But I don't know that Jake would be that happy with it. He's a great community guy. He's got roots there, let's put it that way. I love Jake Ceresna. So I'm sure there's a lot of fans in Edmonton not happy about it. By the way, I'm going to push tonight's NHL games into hour two. That Bet Regal Breakaway Bets segment has become very popular with our audience, and I enjoy it too. When you start thinking, I find myself thinking about it outside the show. That tells you we got something. And uh, this weekend's upcoming NFL wild, uh, divisional playoff games we'll talk about too. But this is, a I promise, the CFL they come here to talk, the fans, and I get it. That rider coaching staff dropped right in the middle of the show yesterday, so we didn't have a lot of time to examine it. But head coach and defensive coordinator Corey Mace has named Mark Mueller the offensive coordinator, Edwin Harrison the offensive line coach, Mark Way McDaniel the receivers coach, Anthony Vitale the running backs coach, Josh Bell the DBs coach, Philip Daniels the D-line coach, J.C. Sherritt the linebackers coach. Kent Marjorie, the special teams coordinator. Um, it's a very young sna uh, staff, not as young as what got Devon Claybrooks fired over there in BC in his first and only year, but pretty young. And I thought when I saw this, I'm like, is this what they mean by wanting to emulate the Sam Peters franchise? Hiring all their guys? Save for JC Sherritt? Because that's kind of what it looks like to me. They're young, but not as young as what Claybrooks had. So. We'll see. What was your thoughts on their staff? Yeah, my thoughts went right to Devone's staff, too. And Devone's a real talented coach, really bright football mind. You know, he brought in Nick Lewis, who's still a great coach, uh, and some other young coaches. That was my thought. You know, and we've talked about Corey Mace a lot and how well-respected he is and how much the players love him and all the rest. Um, but this, I, I feel like, is an opportunity for these young, young coaches to get these opportunities to grow and you do this with a veteran quarterback like Trevor Harris, 
But I think this is the definition of cautiously optimistic for fans. Be cautiously optimistic. Because young coaching staff like this, it's not a one-year fix. This is a two- to three-year down, you know, window for this team. So these coaches need to learn, grow, and experience this. So I wouldn't expect things to be flipped and changed overnight. And I hope the front office has the patience with the coaching staff you know, to go two to three years with Corey Mason and this young staff. Because I think there's a lot of talent and promise there, but it's not going to happen overnight. We got to run. See you next hour. You bet. Our guest segment is next. It's the RP Show live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Producer Clark telling me that from the Irish Open Poker Tournament, we do not have J.P. McCann and Paul O'Reilly, who are scheduled to join us from across the pond, Ireland. They may join us this segment, they may join us next, or they may not join us at all. Welcome to my life. So you know what that does, is it gives us time to... uh, Dip into the pool of the text line, 902-518-3033. How about this? Hall of Fame. Saskatchewan Rough Riders President Jim Hobson writing in. He's watching the show on Game Plus television. Howdy, Hoppy. He says, it's all about culture, Roddy. Oh, your lips to my ears, El Presidente. You know what and I know. And I'm sitting here trying to teach these people every day. And I will say something about Jim. I've said it on the show before, so I'm not just saying it to kiss his butt. But when he was the president of the Rough Riders, I remember one time he had me up against the door frame, and it wasn't what you think. He put his finger in my chest and he says, we want the best person in every department here. And that's why you're here, because we think you're the best at what you do. Go out there and show it. What to go out and run through a wall? Jerry Jones wants to be in front of all the cameras all the time. David in Winnipeg writes in and says, Jones is the ultimate control freak. You talking about Chris Jones or Jarrah Jones? And are we keeping up with the Joneses here today? I got more. <laughs> what happens when the guests stand us up. Um, Why? 
Wayne out in Victoria, B.C. says, uh, now sign Drew Brown as the future star quarterback for the Riders. And ain't that just the problem? You all think that the next backup, the next over-the-fence, grass-is-greener quarterback is going to save the day. It's too bad. Not big on developing their own. Uh, John Ohm um, says the Sask Riders staff are only as good as the players they pick and play. I hope they get it right this year and have at least a decent team. BW in Edmonton makes a really good point about the Cowboys and will anything change? Not until Jerry dies and even then. BW says, who could buy the Dallas Cowboys? The Saudi-backed Live Golf Group? The Prince has the money. He bought them for like, I want to say $150 million. Look it up. That's my team, the Dallas Cowboys, so I know. And as Jerry said, when he bought the Cowboys, leveraged everything that he had, we were walking in some tall grass. Jerry says, <laughs> so I, have you watched that show Winning Time on streaming uh, on the Lakers when Jerry Buss bought him? He didn't even have the cash. Borrowed everything he had, and look what happened. Sometimes it works, sometimes uh, it doesn't, but they won a lot of championships there. All about culture. Yes, it is, and I just wonder why that is such a shock to people. They, they don't understand. They don't know... And if it was easy to do, everybody would do it. But I kind of give you a glimpse into what, how Hoppy did it. He made everybody feel great. And then they went out and performed great. It ain't rocket science. How about a sports update on this Tuesday? The Portland Winterhawks scored four goals on 20 shots in the first period and then coasted to a convincing 7-1 Western Hockey League victory over the visiting Kamloops Blazers on Monday at Veterans Memorial Coliseum, the Glass Palace. What was I telling you about? Stories earlier? Did I ever tell you this story about calling a game in the Glass Palace in Portland, Oregon? Home of the Trail Blazers and the Winterhawks. Um, the press box is not dissimilar to this. The broadcast booth is right in the middle of the crowd. You're surrounded. It was, I think it was U.S. Thanksgiving. We were there. Big crowd. Big crowd in Portland. It was Taco Bell night, and everybody got a bell similar to this. And the problem, believe it or not, when I called games, my voice tended to carry all through at least one half of that large arena, maybe all of it. And I said something on the air that got them all upset. In the crowd. No, they weren't listening on the radio. They could hear me say it. <laughs> I got pelted with 7,000 Taco Bell bells. A lot of you long-time viewers will know that story, but a lot of the newcomers will not. And I'm like this in the booth. And some very nice Portland people came and stood and made a wall around me to block the bells from coming. Can't imagine what I said. But I'm sure I deserved it. Meanwhile, Matthew Savoy of the Moose Jaw Warriors has been named WHL Player of the Week. Savoy stunned in his Warriors debut with two goals and three assists and a 7-2 victory over the Vancouver Giants. Ho, ho, ho. One night in Vancouver. Well, two nights in Vancouver. One night 
Because that was the same thing there in Pacific Coliseum. We're right in the middle of the crowd. And uh, I, of course, when I'm calling a game, I like to stand up, get into it. <laughs> Guy comes up behind me on the rail and he goes, would you mind sitting down? My kid and I bought tickets and we can't see because you're standing up calling the game. I said, I'll tell you what, buddy. Why don't you move? Because there's 12,000 empty seats in here and I can only sit here. Why don't you move? And then was the night that our coaching staff got a death threat. And we were informed by the Vancouver police of it. Uh, yeah. That was a scary night. <laughs> there was police cars within a, what was it? Three-mile radius. We're all on guard. There was a death threat called in to our coach and general manager. I won't go much further than that. In Vancouver, it was linked to the Hells Angels, but as it turns out, it had nothing to do with the Hells Angels. And um, I normally had our general manager sitting with me in the press box every game, if there was a spot. And that night, he was with the owner of the Giants, Ron Toygo, in his box. I said, how come you're not sitting with me? And he goes, the most security is in that box with Toygo. I'm like, thanks. Turned out it was all a hoax. Red Deer Rebels netminder Chase Witzke has been named WHL Goalie of the Week. The pride of Debden Sask went 3-0 in three straight starts, registering a 1.00 goals against average and 9.59 save percentage. Sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas, in theaters now, Mean Girls. From the comedic mind of Tina Fey comes a new twist on the modern classic. Mean Girls showing now at your local Landmark Cinemas. We'll be right back. All viewer takeover. Right after this on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. As promised, it's audience takeover time. And those Irish open poker guys, J.P. McCann and Paul O'Reilly, may be joining us next hour or they may not. I don't, I don't know. I know for a fact Shannon Clybring is going to be with us from Curling, Alberta, five-time provincial champion, Olympic bronze medalist Shannon Clybring coming up in hour two to talk about the upcoming Scotties, the provincials, and the nationals. But hey, as I told you, it's audience takeover time. So don't say I don't give you a chance to talk. 902-518-3033, the number to call or text, sorry. Pick up the phone and text Rod Peterson. 902-518-3033. Or the streams, you can do that too. Um, Jen, she's getting, you're going to have to be more specific. Jen from the Four Seasons watching. She says, Aaron Rodgers, still the best with the Hail Mary to win the game. Which game are we talking about? Green Bay beating the Cowboys? <sighs> Which time? I'm checking the poll question here. 
for our friends at Key Auto Group. Is tonight's Leafs-Oilers clash a Stanley Cup final preview? The replies are better than anything. And it's brought to you by our friends at Key Auto Group out of Yorkton. They're driven by safety. 92% of you saying, no, this ain't no Stanley Cup final preview. What's wrong with you? It's like that lady, uh, Pat, in Winnipeg. <laughs> Is there error on your planet? Yeah, that coming from a Jets fan. Now, I love Pat. I really do. We've had our differences in the past. But by the way, that's the wonderful thing about uh, having this show and being able to be yourself. Um, I, 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 we don't see things the same, but I think we get along. The one thing is she really has a problem with rodeo. And whenever I'm at a rodeo or maybe a PBR event, professional bull riding event, I'll post photos and she's all over me about that. And cruelty to animals and this. I'm like, eh, I like it. Sorry, Pat. And with the Jets thing, she's pretty positive about her Jets and her Bombers. But as I said earlier, until the Jets win a Stanley Cup, why on earth would I think any game that they're in right now is a Stanley Cup final preview? And don't get mad at me. Because as they say, the best predictor of the future is the past. And the guy Brian from Hudson's Bay uh, writing in and saying... You could say the Leafs had never won a Stanley Cup in our era. Uh, no, you can't, bro. I mean, I kind of get it, but I also kind of don't. No, they haven't won in the color television era. They haven't won in the expansion era, all that. But they've still won it. I get what you're saying. Allie uh, in Texarkana writes in and she says, dang, that was harsh. What are we referring to? She talked about the cowboy or the star's owner, Tom Gallardi, who is a Vancouver guy, right? The owner of the Sandman Inn hotel chain. She says, I've only seen him interviewed three to five times. Uh, well, one thing about Gallardi, listen, my dad worked for that team for 26 years. I hear a lot out of there. I've heard varying reports on Tom Gallardi. But the one thing, I saw this the other day posted. Somebody said... Um, the Stars really do a better job of game night promotion than the Florida team. Game night, the music, the that was on the screen and all that. Tom Gillardi is a Canadian. There is something to, say, to be said with the difference between how they do things in Canada in hockey and America in hockey. Same with football, but Gillardi is the owner, is a Canadian, and they kind of get it. It's like the American football people that laugh and scratch their heads that in Toronto and... Ottawa and Montreal, both teams are on the same sideline. They're like, how that? How that? Just... Um, Brent watching in Wellington, Florida. Hey, Brent, good to see you. He goes, I can promise you one thing. Toronto fans will not chant, we want Florida. <laughs> no, but the Panthers fans will be chanting it. He is a Florida Panthers season ticket holder, and I appreciate him checking in here today on whatever sports we're talking about. The air comment, Ali says, was harsh. I don't even remember what I said about the air. I'm sorry. Coming up next hour, we will be playing Bet Regal NHL Breakaway Bets, where we predict tonight's NHL games. There are what? Three, six, eight of them. 
including what could be a Stanley Cup final preview. I'm sorry, the Leafs at the Oilers. And Shannon Clybrink's going to be with us from Curling, Alberta. So stick around. The pause will be brief here on Game Plus Television and Key Radio. How about that? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.